0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Let's Read the Bible, a podcast where we take a deep dive into biblical topics in a way that's easy to understand. If you would like to follow along, you can download the YouVersion Bible app and subscribe to the Solid Life, uh, no, not the Solid Life, the Forty 49- Nine eh, Wrong Week Challenge reading plan. See folks, we're not perfect either. We also have physical reading plans available in the lobby every Sunday. And what's crazy is like, I'm just going to let you guys into this really quick. I read that part and I still messed it up because I was just on autopilot.
1: Yep. He goes, he does autopilot a lot. Oh, well. uh, No. And as, as usual, uh, if you have questions, we want to answer those questions. Uh, So feel free to send them into info grove.church. Or as I always say, you can jump on the Facebook and follow the Grove Church here in Washington state. Give us a good old direct message. Give us a thumbs up and DM us. So as the, as the hip trendy kids like to say, DM.
0: So today we are, uh, I'm actually really excited for this. This DM. will be kind of cool. We're doing a character study. Jehoshaphat. Yeah. Jeho- which I think is kind of cool because a lot of people, you know, you know the story of John the Baptist. You've heard of John the Baptist before. Yeah, right? If I asked you to rattle off some facts about him, you'd probably be able to. Jehoshaphat is a, is a much
1: deeper much. Yeah, I don't think anybody cut. could pronounce that name until just now. Or yeah. Jehoshaphat. It's Jehoshaphat. The right way to say it too. I don't know. So and just and just a little bit of an insider uh, information. There's going to be a baby in my family born soon. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, uh, but if it's a boy, I'm I'm pitching Jehoshaphat. That's going to be just for the kicks and giggles. It's a beautiful name. I will also remind you, Aaron, that uh, Evan, Evan is a is unisex. unisex name. Thank you. Oh, no, I haven't heard that before. So moving. You know, what my kid's name will not be Jehoshaphat.
0: That's fair. Uh, so a couple things, <laughs> what resources are we using today? Uh, the ESV study Bible, as always, uh, the Zondervan Illustrated Bible Dictionary by J.D. Douglas, Merrill Tenney, and Moises Silva, which we've actually been using a fair amount recently as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the Baker Encyclopedia of Bible People by Mark Water. So,
1: And just another resource that I kind of pull out of my mem- memory sometimes, and sometimes I'll jump on and use it, is uh, the Logos Bible software. Uh, it's actually a pretty remarkable engine of stuff and depth and that's true and they're actually rooted in bellingham that's where they started so which is a washington city just about an hour north of us so anyways it's, it's a good do
0: something uh, wow that's not well, stereotypical
1: so, in any way shape or form hey start. not everybody in bellingham are hippies okay it's just don't you lie some people
0: <laughs> all right so uh let's get go ahead and get started diving into who jehoshaphat is uh he is the fourth king of judah the sixth king in the line of David and the seventh king to reign in Jerusalem, which I know is kind of a confusing way to say it, but remember uh, Saul is the first king Mm -hmm. of Israel. And then after uh, he just kind of, he falls away. And so David becomes king and he really establishes a dynasty that lasts all the way through the Kings of Judah, which is why you see that divide there. But then also when Rehoboam, his king over Israel. The kingdom divides, and so you have the kingdom, the kings of Israel or Samaria, uh, in the north, and then you have the mm-hmm. kings of Judah in the south. So that's why it breaks down like that. Uh, to kind of go over Jehoshaphat's line a little bit, David. We'll ta- we'll start with him because he's you know his ancestor. Uh, David was a great king. Uh, you could call him the great king. Yeah, he was of the standard bearer. Yep, uh, apart from Christ, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Is uh, constantly said about him. He was a man after God's own heart. Um, And just a quick reminder, just a quick aside, but I do love the fact that David is constantly described as really the greatest king of Israel, but he was not a perfect man. And we see a lot. Yeah, we see a lot of the the falls and the missteps of David. Um, But what really mattered to God was the fact that he was earnestly seeking after um, relationship with him, which is what we'll see also with uh, those who are labeled as the great kings of Israel. So David is a great king. Uh, Solomon is kind of, we'll call him an all right king. Yeah, I love that. We could call him bad. He was all right. He was um, meh. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. He For wrote three books Hawk of the stands, Bible.
1: Crabtree esque, mediocre. Crab,
0: you try me with a sorry receiver like <laughs> Solomon, that's the <laughs> result you're going to get. Um, but yeah, so he he has some real ups and downs. Uh, towards the end of his life, he has some ups where he begins mm. to kind of turn it around. Kind but, of a
1: full circle, yeah.
0: Yeah, but he really does irreparable damage uh, to the kingdom. He also builds the temple. Again, we don't have to revisit Solomon all that much, but it's just one of those things where he's, it's his, he's one of the most, if not the most complicated King of, of Israel when we talk about legacy. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah. Uh, after Solomon, Rehoboam, no complications there. He's a bad King. Yep. No good. Uh, the kingdom divides under his reign. Mm -hmm. After that, we get a horrible King. After that, we get a uh, who is also bad, Bad. not, not controversial. there. not a great guy. Um, after that we get Asa and Asa is really a good King. And so, uh, Well, I, this is what's kind of interesting, right? Because I think on this podcast, we've kind of established our scale of the Kings that there's, there's great level and there's good Kings. Mm -hmm. There's kind of your all right Kings and there's bad Kings. Most of the lists that I kind of see rank Asa as a good, as a great King, um, which, and I don't, and we'll kind Hmm. of get into that a little bit as to why, but.
1: I'd like to see that list.
0: Yeah. My marker is. Um, and this could be totally wrong, so. But the, the marker I kind of use is when King, when you see, go through and look at the list of kings in in Kings and Chronicles there's two lines that are given to the good kings of Israel. There's uh they walked, they did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then there's, they did what was right in the sight of the Lord and followed in the footsteps of their father, David, which is kind of like, it's that extra little tag that and you see. Asa with, doesn't have that. Asa doesn't have it, but you see it with Josiah and you see it with Hezekiah. So it, it that's kind of where, and, and interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of how I rank it in my head. Um, obviously like. Evan's also
1: a fantasy football guy. So he has tiers of players. Yeah. So he has tiers of Kings too. Ace is a tier two. We king. should do a, a uh, uh, king football or fantasy A draft? Or king of the king kings fantasy of league. Israel and yep. Judah. What what tier do you have oh, Jehoshaphat in?
0: Um, find out anyway. So continuing on, um, already by the time he comes around, we see the ups and downs of Israel and mm-hmm. Judah. So we see some really great kings, we see some but bad kings, and Jehoshaphat is really early in the list of kings. And yet, even still, by the time he comes around, we've seen kind of the full spectrum yeah. of the kings that we can have. Uh, and then I thought this was interesting. His name means God is Judge. Uh, which is fitting. fitting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Considering his father was the first good king of Israel in a, in a generation or two. So, cause they had been through a, uh... Again, Solomon, for the most part, was a bad king. And then you have Rehoboam and Abijam who were definitely bad. So- um, Asa was Jehoshaphat's dad. Yep. Asa comes around, really begins to turn around the country, and then he names his uh, son and heir, uh, God is judge, which I think is a cool thing. And that also will, that will factor in later on when we see some of the reforms that Jehoshaphat- Ooh, spoilers, not spoilers, tease, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing would work too. There you go. Uh, so to dive in early, uh, Jehoshaphat's early reign. The first thing that, that Jehoshaphat does when he becomes king is he fortifies the northern borders of Judah against Israel. Uh, Kings and Chronicles are both clear that
1: Jehoshaphat walked in the
0: ways of the Lord and was therefore distrustful of Israel.
1: Which, if you think about, it, it's kind of sad too. That you have to literally wall and secure your your border against Israel, who was in right. essence your brethren, your family. Um, so it's kind of sad, but it's what those needed to be done in the moment.
0: So there you go, and it, it is kind of. Because you'll see this is kind of the the big, if there's one negative to the reign of Jehoshaphat, it's that he gets a little too chummy with the kings of Israel. And it's interesting that the first act that we have recorded is him actually making defense against Israel and saying, I don't trust these guys. We're adding troops into the border towns, mm-hmm. all this different thing. And yeah. then later on uh, with particularly Ahab, we'll see how uh, he gets a little... Gets a little too friendly, yeah. and then it goes it goes south for him. There,
1: I, I like to think of him as an ever optimist. Okay, he just believed that there was a potential and a turnaround in the future, and he just wanted to love his brother. It's kind of what I'm going to say. I guess, yeah, it's First kind of like story.
0: a historical joke, I suppose. But he's kind of like a Neville Chamberlain character, where he just like doesn't fully accept the evil that's going on, and he wants to just kind of make friends and yeah. maintain peace. Um, and that kind of comes back to bite him later. So. There you go. Uh, in the third year of his reign, he makes an incredibly important reform. So, Aaron, if you want to take a look at that. Yeah, 2 Chronicles,
1: uh, we'll see this in Second Chronicles 17, verse 7 to 10, uh, says this In the third year of his reign, he sent officials Ben Hale, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathanael, Micaiah to teach in the cities of Judah. And within them, or with them, the Levites Shemaiah, Nathaniah, Zebediah, Ashiel, whatever that one is, she, 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 uh, she, uh Shem. Shemiro. Shamalama sh- Ding Dong. Shemarara. I don't know that one. <laughs> Jehanathan, Adon- uh Tobija. T- wow, Tobija. You gave me a. That's why you wanted me to read this. Sorry. <laughs> um, just go read those names. They're pretty rad. Uh, with these Levites, the priests, Elishama and Jehoram. And they taught in Judah, having the book of the law of the Lord with them. They went about through all the cities of Judah and taught among the people. And the fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands that were around Judah and they made no war against Jehoshaphat.
0: I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think about all the names I was giving there. I do love, not that I would ever like name my son this or anything, but I think that the name Adonijah, that's a cool sounding name. Sure. Just throwing it out there, but
1: um, okay. I'm going to hold you to that when you have kids now.
0: The important thing to remember with that list is not uh, the names that you're reading, but it's the (laughs) idea that uh, he's sending he's sending Levites. He's sending priests. priest, he's sending officials. Um, and they're going in and they're teaching the law. And yeah. remember when we're talking about the law, we're talking about the first five books of the Bible. The Torah, they're teaching yeah. the history. The yeah. The Torah, they're teaching the history of God's people and, and it, commandments. Yeah, yeah. All of that. Holiness and he's beginning code. to turn around. It's, it's, it is sad to think about, but it's very true that with, within a generation, um, you have people who just forgot about things or they haven't learned it. And it, it does yeah. show how powerful, um, I guess education is. And yeah. I, I guess I'm talking more in the sense of in Deuteronomy, they're commanding, you know, teach these things to your children, your children's children. Mm-hmm. And when one generation skips that, you can see what happens yeah. in the reign of Jehoshaphat, where all of a sudden you have to be very intentional to go back into these areas and,
1: and teach about who you are. Well, and that, and that speaks to our, I mean, to be all cultural about it for a second, like that speaks to our society. We, we as Christians uh, have shown a tendency in in our historical run, even my generation, to be more passive, to be more... Hands off, if you will. Right. Um, about truth, and and when we neglect truth, uh, and I would argue that if you you're not strategically training and raising up your children or the next generation, you're neglecting truth because part of the command in scripture is to teach and raise the following generations up with truth, and so um, it is it is important to realize this and. It's it's so easy to read the passages like this and it's so caught up in the names, but again, I, I I agree with Evan and I think it's worth pointing out and reminding us that we've got we've got to make sure that we are not just honoring God with our lives to the best of our ability, but we're actually also passing on truth and helping our kids and those who we have authority and influence over. live biblically they may not understand jesus yet but it's still able they're still able to live biblically right based upon our influence and leadership so yeah it's it's a it's a challenging statement and reality from this this text with jehoshaphat so and one of the great
0: tragedies we see with a lot of the kings of judah is we'll see really good kings and their sons suck yeah (laughs) and then which is so crazy to think about yeah Cause you just, and not that, you know, obviously people are individuals, so you don't want to like put it all on like parents or whatever it is, but you got to imagine at some of those points, maybe there was some neglect of actually just the raising up of children yeah. uh, for other things. And then that just comes back to, to bite. Just convicting. How good am I medicine. at raising my
1: kids up? There
0: you go. That's well, Gide- awesome. Gideon's a real, uh, he's, he's a, got a biblical name. That should help, right? He's a real to Let me yeah. tell you, <laughs> <laughs> don't you <laughs> speak that over my season. son. you dirtbag.
1: Uh, so moving forward, uh, if you hear something fall, it's Evan because I knocked him out.
0: <laughs> so moving just forward kidding. with the story of Jehoshaphat, uh, he makes an alliance with Ahab, the king of Israel. What a um, bonehead move. And Ahab really, Ahab really is like the worst and not... He's a horrible person. It's, he's just an idiot. The weird thing with Ahab is when you, when you look at him, he's not the most evil king of no. Israel, but he's easily one of the most incompetent and then what you see is like his wife is just the worst he's all and about then, he's yeah he's all about people
1: pleasing he's all about well, I don't want to offend people like and when the people dummy
0: and when the people he chooses to please are uh, just the worst <laughs> then that it, it, oh, it kind of reminds man. me of Harold uh, not Harold uh, Herod Antipas with oh, the, yeah? the beheading of John the Baptist yep. where
1: that's it, a that's a good point it too, doesn't yeah.
0: seem like he overtly is like that evil but uh, he's letting those close
1: to him <laughs> what a him. dummy anyway both uh, of them but dude Ahab well, sin makes me question Jehoshaphat all the more. Like, well, Jehoshaphat really
0: makes a dumb, we'll, we'll read it and then yeah. we'll talk about it a little bit here. Um, yeah. This is one of the biggest mistakes of Jehoshaphat's reign and it almost costs him his life. Uh, Jehoshaphat and Ahab form an alliance. They go to war with Syria um, and they go to the battle of Ramoth Gilead, which is just a great name. I yeah. love Gilead is a fun word to say. And then so anytime there's a battle there, I'm like, yeah,
1: it's funny. I'm, I'm like, sh- just shaking my head about Jehoshaphat. But then I'm like, I ho- I'm sitting there thinking in the back of my head, I hope no one reads my life legacy and then thinks what a dummy I am. So <laughs> that's God, please no.
0: That's so, kind of, it's gosh, man. It's one of those things where you just kind of have to, uh, you have to remember.
1: I have, I have the water boy coming through my head right now. Hey, moron. Stupid. Anyways. So in first king, okay, let's read it. 22, uh, verses 29 through 36.
0: Uh, it says, so the King of Israel and Jehoshaphat said to the King of, oh my goodness. So the King of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the King of Judah went up to Ramoth Gilead And the king of Judah said to Jehosh. the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, man, I'm switching up the names. I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you wear your robes. And the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. So just to pause there. So they're going up and Ahab's like, hey, listen, I'm going to disguise myself. No one's going to know who I am. So I'm just going to dress up like a normal soldier, but you... Why don't you keep on your royal robes and everything? Mm-hmm. And Jehoshaphat In essence, is, keep all the attention on you, so and, I'm safe. And Jehoshaphat is like, oh, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's which a good I, idea. Okay. Come Ahab, on. Ahab, you're a genius. Come on, Jehoshaphat. What uh, are you, new? So now the king of Syria had commanded 32 captains of his chariots, fight with neither small nor great, but only with the king of Israel. And when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, they said to him, it is surely the king of Israel, which, you know what? Can't blame the chariot drivers. That seems that seems like a legit right. conclusion to draw. Uh, so they turned to fight against him, and Jehoshaphat cried out. And when you the cap-
1: wonder what he cried out. Mom. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: <laughs> and when the uh, the captains of the chariots saw that it was not the king of Israel,
1: they turned back from pursuing him. So so it means what he cried out probably was shrill enough to where like oh nope that's not Ahab we're good that ain't Ahab. let's move on hold
0: the phone. Uh, so that is that is what happens. Jehoshaphat barely escapes it. with his life. If they would not have realized that who he was they would he have would just have been a goner yep so good for Cho Shabot, she's a I dummy suppose. Come on, Jehoshaphat. Uh, but anyways, we'll kind of finish the story uh, here. So, but a certain man drew his bow at random and struck the king of Israel between the scale armor and his breastplate. So, you know what, Ahab? One in a million shots. Shove it. There, he said to the driver of the chariot, turn around and carry me out of the battle for I am wounded. And the battle continued that day and the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Syrians until at evening he died and the blood of the wound flowed into the bottom of the chariot. And about sunset, a cry went through the army, every man to his city and every man to his country. In other words, retreat. Yep, exactly. Get out of here. Get out of here. So Ahab and Jehoshaphat, they're like, Hey, let's combine forces. This is going to be awesome. Ahab's the worst. Jehoshaphat's being a real dummy. Uh, They're going, and I I will say this, I didn't put it in the notes, but there's prophecies beforehand that are telling them don't do this. Yeah, And I think it's, that's true. Micaiah, if that's how you pronounce it, but yeah, we'll go with that. Sure. It's, Uh, It's better than all the other names you gave me to read, but he prophesies to Jehoshaphat and he's like basically don't go, this is going to be dumb. And Ahab's like, I told you that guy never prophesies good things. And Jehoshaphat's like, yeah, that guy. And then they just go into battle. So just
1: not a, not a smart move. Well, the crazy thing is that and now that you're saying, I, I remember that's the passage in the story was, wasn't it, wasn't it Jehoshaphat asking for a prophet? Was yeah. that the right story? Yeah. Jehoshaphat's like, we're going to do battle. Let's bring a prophet who who can tell us what the, what God would tell us. Yeah. And which good to, move tells him not to do. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, we know better. Will be better. Ahab's, Ahab's strong. Yeah, I yeah. wonder how old he's a coward. Jehoshaphat is at this point because it says
0: he's thirty-five when he begins to reign, so he's older. Mm, interesting. Um, and then, but they don't tell us when exactly all this stuff with Ahab is going on. I'm sure I could actually like look into it and figure out exactly when all this is going on, but because he begins his reign at the fourth year of Ahab, so he should actually be older at this point. This isn't just he a young. Be. Yeah, this isn't just a young guy making making dumb mistakes here. This is just a guy making dumb mistakes. Uh, so Jehoshaphat. Flees from the battle. He returns home to Jerusalem. He's really in a, a state of just, uh, hes he's been humbled a lot. Uh, I hope so. The, the armies of Judah are retreating as well. And this is what I thought was really interesting. Uh, Jehoshaphat is confronted by the prophet Jehu. Um, and Jehu tells him like, hey, you did some good stuff. Like you did some reforms. You're educating the people on the law. It's called golf clap. Yeah. But you didn't You didn't tear down the high places. You didn't do all these things. The people um, who are more in the rural areas, their hearts are still towards idols. And basically he just rebukes Jehoshaphat mm-hmm. for not doing everything that God would have him do. And what I think is really interesting is that we see this real roller coaster of Jehoshaphat because he just made some really dumb choices. Yeah. And then he's confronted by the prophet. And and instead of being angry with the prophet, he kind of learns his lesson from not listening to the prophet before the battle. And Jehoshaphat really shows his humility and his yep. maturity. And he, he does a 180. He's like, you know what? You're right. I'm I'm gonna do better. And that's where we get, um, Aaron, if you want to yeah, I promise it. there's no horrible names in this one. <laughs>
1: I see four of them. No, just kidding. Uh, Yeah. And this is where, this is the account where we see Jehoshaphat's response. Uh, And it says this in second Chronicles 19 verses four through nine, it says, Jehoshaphat lived at Jerusalem and he went out among the people from Beersheba, I almost said Bathsheba, from Beersheba to the whole country of Ephraim and brought them back to the Lord, the God of their fathers. He appointed judges in the land and all the fortified cities of Judah city by city and said to the judges, consider what you do for you judge not for man, but for the Lord. He is, with you giving judgment, with you in giving judgment. Now that the fear of the Lord be upon you, be careful what you do, for there is no injustice with, with the Lord our God or partiality of, or taking bribes. Moreover, in Jerusalem, Joseph had appointed certain Levites and priests and heads of families of Israel to give judgment for the Lord and to decide all disputed cases. They had their seat at Jerusalem, and he charged them, Thus you shall do in the fear of the Lord, in faithfulness and with your whole heart." I didn't put in the rest of the verses because there's like ten of just kind of him extolling them to be essentially sure what he it's said. It's challenging, yeah. yeah. It's calling them up to the to the role, and he he recognizes like, okay, I misstepped. Let's that's correct. we readjust and correct. And so what he does is he
0: really re- helps to reestablish the authority mm-hmm. of 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 the Lord. He has, not that God needed his authority reestablished, but within the minds of the people, you know, we're following God's law. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, and so this is the second great reform of Jehoshaphat. It's a really a good deal that he does this. And I I do love that he seems to just fully repent from, uh, yeah, from the mistakes that he was making. Uh, so right after this, we don't know exactly how much time passes between these reforms and when this next event happens, but we'll call this section, God delivers Jehoshaphat. So we'll spoil the ending, Uh, but you just ruined my day. I know. Just kidding. The Moabites, the Ammonites and the Menunites. I hadn't seen that word before, so sure that works who knows uh form an alliance against judah and then jehoshaphat again learning from his previous mistakes instead of going to the king Ah of israel for life yeah whatever's going on uh he calls on the entire kingdom to pray and fast yeah and he basically makes it mandatory we're all seeking god for this and it's really cool because um God answers. Yeah. And I think it's, there's this moment where Jehoshaphat is in front of a great crowd and he's just kind of extolling the glory of God. And he's saying, we're going to pray and we're going to seek the Lord. And then the, the phrase is, um, and then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Madaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. And then he said, listen, and he being uh, Jehaziel, uh, listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, you, which is also a great name for a place. Uh, you will find them at the end of the valley, east of the wilderness of Jerul. You will, you will not need to fight this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Which is also just a, as a quick aside. I love it when God does that, mm-hmm. when it's kind yeah. of like... Just just stand here, and you're going to know that I'm God, yeah. and I'm working this. Watch and learn. Yeah. Watch and learn. Oh, uh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow you will go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the Koalites and the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And then, and when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord, your God, and you will be established, believe his prophets and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sign, uh, who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire. And they went before the army and said, thanks, give thanks to the Lord. For his steadfast love endures forever, which we see all the time in the Psalms, which is Mm -hmm. a great, I love that saying so much. Uh, And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of, uh, of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made the end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped all helped to destroy one another. So basically the armies just start fighting with each other. And, and
1: Jehoshaphat did nothing.
0: Yep. He just stood there with the just like the Lord commanded Yeah, and God's salvation is, is there.
1: Yeah. And this is, this is one of my favorite passages. Actually, this is like the identifier for me with Jehoshaphat because uh, it, it is such a significant portrayal of, um, uh, of God's power, of God's sovereignty and uh, Jehoshaphat's leading his people, leading God's people to, to reflect and worship and remember who God is. And that's that's how they approach the battle. That's how they go before. And so uh, I, I just think it's such a, I remember as a kid when I first read the story and I think I was talking to my wife before we were married and uh, there's just a, such a powerful demonstration of worship before a battle. And so it's, it's, it's just, it's one of my favorite passages that yeah. kind of sets for me Jehoshaphat up into the conversation of, uh, really how I want to posture myself whenever I come before the things that I'm up against or am I am I willing to lay my life down and just worship the Lord and let him work on my behalf and do what he tells me to do. Because that's what it really came down to. There's times where Jehoshaphat has fought, but there's also times where Jehoshaphat was literally just said, sit down and watch. Yeah, so that's true. Um, yeah, that's I love this passage.
0: So. And we'll talk in a couple of minutes about uh, just kind of the overall legacy of Jehoshaphat mm-hmm. as well. But uh, I would be remiss if we didn't finish out his, uh, his story in Chronicles. So in chapter 20, verses 31 through 34, we get kind of the final wrap up of his reign that we get with all the Kings of Judah in Chronicles. And it says, thus Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was 35 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhi. of she, Shilhi. I'm going to go with that. Uh, yeah, he, that wa- sounds good. he walked in the way. Of, his, of Asa, his father, and did not turn aside from it, doing what was right in the sight of the Lord. The high places, however, were not taken away. The people had not yet set their hearts upon the God of their fathers. Uh, now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat from first to last are written in the chronicles of Jehu, son of Hanai, which are recorded in the book of kings of Israel. So there you go. That's kind of the final... Uh, and that's what makes him a good king, not a great king. Exactly. Although we'll the, talk a the little bit about were not taken in, down. In an interesting Jerk. point, but... We'll, we'll get to that. Um, what's really weird in the Chronicles though, is that it doesn't, that's not where it ends. Yeah. It's not the end of there's the a story. Re- there's a really, well, it is like the end of the story, no, but then not. there's like an epilogue at the very end where it's, it's just like, the end. it's like, also this happened. So right, right after, uh, you read those verse the literally the next verse, um, After this, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, joined with uh, Ahaziah, the king of Israel, who acted wickedly. He joined him in building ships to go to Tarshish, which if that name sounds familiar, that's where Jonah wants to flee to. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tarshish never, never positively portrayed in the, no. in the Bible. Uh, and they built ships in, uh, Gerber. Then Eleazar, the son of of uh, wow, Dodavahu. I should have looked that one up beforehand. <laughs> of it's, Meresh. A it's a Sith Lord. Dodavahu. That sounds really cool. <laughs> uh, of Marash prophesied against Jehoshaphat saying, because you have joined with Ahaziah, the Lord will destroy what you have made. And the ships were wrecked and were not able to go to Tarshish. And then it just moves on to the next king. So yep. And it's, you're done. It's kind of, it's just an interesting little epilogue. But then that's why I said in the beginning um, one of the great weaknesses, probably, I guess you could say the only great weakness of Jehoshaphat in his reign is just his, prop- his propensity to ally with the kings of Israel in yep. weird things. And so this one is saying, he, uh, he joins resources with the King. They're going to build ships. They're going to kind of establish some trade routes, but even something like that, where he's not overtly going to war, God is saying like, no, I don't want you to have anything to do yeah, right? with the wicked Kings. And so the what ships are wrecking and not able to go to Tarshish. So there you go. Uh, so what do we think? This is just kind of the final, the final segment today. We're coming in a little bit shorter, which is nice. So I feel like we've done a couple it's a change of, of pace. Yeah. We did a couple long podcasts in a row. Um, I'd like to talk about stuff. Yeah. I thought this passage was interesting. And this is actually the first thing that we hear about Jehoshaphat. Um, the Lord was, this is right after he, uh, fortifies the borders. So early in his reign, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the earlier ways of his father, David, and he did not seek the bales but sought the god of his father and walked away in his commandments and not according to the practices of israel therefore the lord establishes the kingdom in his hand and jude and all of judah brought tribute to jehoshaphat and he had great riches and honor so by our scale you could kind of say that maybe he could be considered a great king but by that but i don't really think that's what that passage there is saying it's more of saying Especially early on in his reign, yeah, he's really following what David did because he's rejecting the kings of Israel. Um, he's beginning to for do a time. Yeah, for a time. And that's the thing, right? And then when we get
1: to the end, um, he doesn't get that little yeah. tag like, well, that at the end. It's, it's funny because it makes me ask the question, well, what went what, wrong? What, what happened that, that he adopted this, he lived this way, but then all of a sudden... He went against the practices. And it is. It is also interesting how
0: so many, and this is what you see with almost all the good kings, but not the great kings of Judah, is that they begin reforms, but they don't finish it out. Yeah. Um. And that's really what separates, you know, the Hezekiah and Josiah mm-hmm. from uh, the Jehoshaphats and the Asas, who are definitely not bad kings. Yeah. Uh. By any means, but they're just not. They're not fully doing what God would ask them. Yeah, uh, to do in those moments, and again, it's not about um, sinning because I think. If Jehoshaphat had destroyed the high places, but still had made the alliances with the kings of Israel, made those mistakes and come back and repented, I think he would be counted among the great kings of Israel. It's just the fact that um he never fully led his people into complete rejection of idolatry like he should have.
1: yeah. And I wonder if that's I guess for me, i, I would I would say like had he gone the full the full way because it, it almost feels like it's like a, an eighty eighty five percent job completed. And yeah. there's the last fifteen percent. That was probably the hardest because it, when you're tearing down high places, like all of a sudden there's going to be a ton of pushback. Um, and if he would have led in that capacity, would he have been so enticed to align with the wrong, the wrong people? Yeah, um, that's a good point. There was, I'm sure that there was some, you know, just. What we know now about personalities and um, even, like, even as I, I how do, often do I relate to Joseph Frat? Well, like, I can do about 85% of the work and then the last 15% is probably really hard because it means I have to die more to myself or I have to lead in a more, you know, bold, daring way where there's going to be a lot of pushback. I don't know. I just, like, there's part of me that wonders um, what would have been had he pursued the final, like, destroying the high places, really making God the, the sole proprietor of worship yeah. and focus, not proprietor, but the focus of worship. I don't know. It's just interesting because he was a good King. Like he did, you know, he, he was humble. He learned he wasn't arrogant to where it was my way or the highway. He made really some bonehead mistakes, you know, even as I still think he's a dummy for aligning with A. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, it definitely is interesting just to, to process and, and think personally, like, man, how do I relate to Jehoshaphat's story a little bit? So, yeah, so but. there you
0: go. And, and I think that's a great way to to wrap it up there. Jehoshaphat, not a great king of Judah, but we'd call him a good king. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, what held him back was just not fully committing to what God was asking him yeah. to do for which,
1: whatever reason, whether it was fear of rejection, whether it was fear of the people, like there was fear there for sure, yeah. um, which is probably why he aligned with other kings because they were, it's safe. Yeah. yeah then they were they were doing what they wanted and having a great time with it like so anyways so yeah, yeah for for something to apply to our
0: lives today i think that's a great uh, yeah, a absolutely. great lesson to take from the life of Jehoshaphat. Uh, but with that being said, uh, we just want to remind you guys if you could leave us a uh, a nice review. That always helps to get the podcast out there to a few more people and to continue yeah, to absolutely. grow uh, this community. It's fun to be able to see all the different areas around, uh, particularly in the US. But Thanks even, for listening. Yeah, even worldwide, getting to see different pockets of people start to pick up the podcast and listen has been really fun. Yeah,
1: and I would say this too: if if you've got topics or ideas or characters you want to learn more about, or you just as you're reading along with us in this reading plan. Uh, feel free to drop those in the DM too. You don't always have to send questions, but hey, I'd love to know more about this topic. Or hey, can you spend some time talking about this character? uh, It's not always about what we want, but we're just trying to continue the conversation. So we'll love your input there too.
0: Absolutely. And just a final reminder, uh, we are a podcast of The Grove Church, but we're not the only podcast of The Grove Church. You can find all of our other resources and podcasts at our website at grove.church.